excited. Good food. Man, right. Just right. food in the back. Thank you to the Graces for holding us down today. Yes. If you didn't know, we are recording live from the Jerome X Graces Community Center. Yo, one time for y'all. Yeah, Thank y'all, man. We definitely appreciate it. I'm going to give a half step. And he put that on the mic. I'm going to give a half step and clap. <laughs> right. I'm going to with the weak clap. Man, as no, always, never. everybody that know, I affectionately go by Short Bus Timmy. AKA when I was 11, I turned 13 because I don't mess with 12. That's the police. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good edit. edit. uh, Boy, the dawn, no trunk, take homies. Uh, Call me whatever you want. Just don't call my phone. (laughs) And you know, it's your boy, J Streets, 1300, representing as always. And if you send Jay some pictures today, send them respectable pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Respectable people today. Right, right. Keep it respectable. Listen, I'm walking a fine line right now between editing the way I normally talk, you know, and just trying to be respectful. So I'm probably only going to be able to. Listen, I'm only going to be able to do this for like seven minutes. Unless (laughs) unless I really enjoy these seven minutes. Because I'm really pushing myself. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. You could be in any area. We can adapt. Exactly. That's what you got to do. That's what we got to do. Third one. The first one, I think my mom kept like a tally about how many times I said the F word. She was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was one of our proudest moments. (laughs) She was there. She clapped. She had her own VIP. Yeah, my mom's ridiculous. So my mom. a server, but there was no bar there. Oh, ice. We did our first live show, and my mom called me a little bit before that, and she was just like, I would like to have my own VIP section, please. So I put up some ropes around a chair. She was like, <laughs> she was like, this is fine. <laughs> but we have been talking about this for like two weeks, and I completely forgot to tell her about it. So you have to remind I just texted her like, hey, what you doing right now? <laughs> but you, you did it to her the best way possible. The old O's now. Be there. Listen, we here. Well, you know, if you come, you right. come. Shout out to my mom. She's in the back chilling. Yeah. Once I ever miss Dor. That's my mama too. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Dor is everybody's mom. Swear. <laughs> she holds us all down, man. But as yes. always, again, thank you for everybody for tuning in, man. Be sure to follow us at Straight to the League 412 on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter at STTL412. Don't forget about Facebook. We got a Facebook. Facebook is just not for, you know, old people arguing. You know, it's yeah, cool. Make sure you subscribe on uh, SoundCloud as well as Apple Podcasts. Leave those comments because we do take, you know, a little criticism. I'm but not. If you say something rude, turn on your location. I'm coming. We're going to have to talk about it. I mean, I'll be with them, but I really don't care. I'm still going to get booted up. That's but funny, man. Please subscribe. Leave comments. Please. Star, be honest because we're honest people, and that's what we expect. And if you uh, you want to give any feedback, you can email us at straight to the league four one two at gmail.com. We do reply. If you want to come on the show, you can hit us up there. Uh, if you want to ask anything, you can hit us up there. <laughs> Definitely, man. Right. I think we need to do like one of those Instagram polls or something. That'll be cool. And see what people really want to talk about. But I think we did. But good, you know, man. people are haters. They mess around, just look at it. Right. And don't say nothing. You be having like a thousand views with three votes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I care. The reality of life. Exactly. <laughs> Swear. But yo, man, how was y'all brothers' respectable weeks, man? Uh, my week was cool, man. I worked, chilled. Hey. I always got looked at my wife. Did we do anything this weekend? I didn't do anything. My little cousin's birthday party was here, so my <laughs> other little cousin 
uh, came in from out of town. Just found out they both were pregnant. Oh, crazy! They're All two right. sisters. They wow. found on the same day. They're a year apart, so they're uh, praying for them and the babies come out safe and all that. Yeah. That I just chill, man. I'm all about that relaxed game. I'm probably a professional chiller. I'm not. I'm not made for being famous or anything like that because I'm just boring. Not me. I'm, I'm here chilling. for it. I'm here for it all. I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get lit, but I'm just. I'll be chilling. Man. How was your week, though, bro? Man, my week was cool, man. My weekend, actually, you know what? My Thursday was a little nutty. My my new boss came up to me super sideways. Ooh. Not even super sideways, but again, you know, I told you how boss now. I told you how I feel about criticism. I'm here for it if it's constructed, if you write. <laughs> but like, I am going to ask you about everything that you presented me with. So we had a slight conversation. She said what she said, and all I did was hit her with the facts about how she was wrong about everything that she just talked about. And she just didn't have no receipts for me. But I was just like, boom, I'm sending you policies, everything. Like, you you want to do this? Exactly. This is what you want, yeah. Like, this is what you want. And then it was just like, you know, like, because I'm already eyeballing your job. But I'm going to play it smooth for a little bit. I've only been there a month and a half, but I know what's happening. <laughs> but then I recently moved into a new role at work. I'm in the uh, education and training department, and I am the only dude on my team, just full of. Now, are you the only black too? I'm the I'm the first black dude, and I'm the well, only that's not black person. Our company, because we work for the same company, Ugh. and there's probably like six of us. And I know all. And of I'm us. not counting Africans. <laughs> yeah. Africans <laughs> more, but there's only like six black people. Yeah. So you know, my weekend was great. I was supposed to not spend any money this weekend. You know, we supposed to be, you know, it's our five week saving plan. Didn't happen. We was out. <laughs> we was out every day. <laughs> <laughs> All weekend. So I get to so my boss was off on Friday and Monday. So she comes into the office today. And she was like, Hey Tim, I wanna talk to you. I'm like, What's up? Bro, she knows she bought me a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> should knock that shit on the floor. Bruh, it's that time I of the year. And I was like, do it look like I wear Ugg boots? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> she gave you that, that basic looking, latte. Bruh, she gave me a basic <laughs> latte. <laughs> bruh, it's like she was just super nice to me. And I'm just like, first of all, I don't even like warm beverages, but you done, but take this piece off her. Because <laughs> you but never. That's a good thing. You can't tell how much you drink with them. Bruh, listen. They're like iced coffee. You could just sit Apparently, they put stirs in the top. I never took that off, so she probably <laughs> <laughs> walked over to my desk like, this dude is ridiculous. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm going to take your piece off her because you still ain't respond to none of my emails about me fact-checking you. No, the response so <laughs> was uh, the latte. Yeah. So Everything's cool. That happened, and then today it was just like, oh, let's have a team-building activity. So we all stopped working at like 1.30 and went to the bar. So <laughs> That's the best team-building. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best team yeah, and I was just like, I, this with that at all. I was like, I'm gonna have to fact check you more often. <laughs> I like the way this is going <laughs> right now. Give you a week off pay. Listen, bro. Like, hey, you know, just relax at home. Exactly. <laughs> she was already like, you should just work from home the rest of the week. I was like, nah, I'm in here. What's up? <laughs> I'm gonna be here. But, but other than that, you don't man, regularly be here though. It depends on the weather. How many days a week? <laughs> if it's Three. raining, I don't go in. If it's cold, cold, I'm not going in. <laughs> no, cold, <laughs> cold. <laughs> it 
it, it, bro, it hasn't been cold, cold yet. Yes, it has. It no. was freezing the last two mornings. <laughs> it's not, it's cold, not even cold close yet, like, bro. No. Not even close. No. No. It was 31 degrees the other morning. I don't believe it. <laughs> no. I did. You know, I'm trying to, I'm working on getting unfat, you know, so I'm committed. <laughs> I'm <Bruh>. committed. <laughs> Listen. is a commitment. Listen, I do. Like, I try to wear some good sneakers when I go to work because I don't really but get how do you? But how do you, like, do you bring an extra pair of sneakers when you ride the bike? No, I just wear them. Like, I mean, I, I'm an adult. I don't think I'm a ball. start rubbing, like, on the inside. Bro, I got my feet positioned properly. Feet <laughs> <laughs> game proper. <laughs> but, yeah, so they were just like, I literally, I was on a bike this morning, and I was just like, oh, I should have put on a scarf. My neck's all exposed. Can I ask you a question real quick? How do you, because I saw your video, how do you film and rap nah, like that? Them, I got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the north side. <laughs> we really ride bikes. I definitely but, don't ride bikes at all. But I was coming yeah, home today, and I never really, like, kind of compensated for, like, I guess you got to really ride bikes to know about this stuff. Like, like headwind when you're going up a hill. Bro, that's when caught my vest, Ooh. got my face, <laughs> and I'm pedaling. And I was just like, I am pedaling so slow, but so hard. And I was just like, when somebody was like, on your left, and he just, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, him, I'm not, I'm not as good tire. at this bike ride thing as I thought. Hey, can I put something <laughs> out real quick? Harry changed in three seconds, bro. He just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine corduroy jacket. <laughs> now he got on the softest. Hoodie. That hoodie probably. What's Shout the, out to Superman. What's the thread count on that hoodie? You probably feel like lotion. <laughs> Egyptian. That's how he slid right in it. <laughs> buttery. My, man, my brother buttery. But yeah, man. So my week was cool, man. I'm just you know trying to fill it out. Hopefully we could get through the weekend. Without spending no money, ain't Man, that right? That's gonna be hard Come me. on, wife, we gotta stick together. I'm going to, uh, New Orleans <laughs> this weekend, so oh. I'm, I'm gonna break the bank for two days. Wait, what day are you going? Friday. I get that I, flight, bro. Get no, that I, flight. I'm not getting a flight. I got bartenders on deck in oh, New yeah, Orleans. Yeah. I'm for real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, bro, I know. Yeah, we're going for a wedding, but um, have you ever been? No. New Orleans is the greatest I place missed, yeah, I missed in the world. Party. Oh, I was a gump for that. It's, man, you should. We can't talk about what happened. No, we can't. But <laughs> the next time y'all are all in New Orleans, here's a little fun fact. You can literally buy a parade with just your it's friends. Like you don't need anybody. It's That's yeah. what they did for the wedding. They bought a second line. Yeah, you can just buy a second line. Man, you get police escort. It'll, it'll run you about two seventy five. You just nothing. split that with your friends and walk through the streets. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if there's any football fans, but Deion Sanders is my favorite football player of all time, and I prime time through this whole parade. You did like, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> but that was your last hoorah. Yeah. Hoorah. <laughs> hey, Jay, how was your weekend? How was your week, bro? Oh, my week wasn't bad, man. Unfortunately, man, my, my first time since I've been a manager that I had to, like, basically fire or get somebody fired oh, this man. week, man. Dude, what did you tell him yourself? Basically, I mean, he knew it was coming, man. He was like, like my man Charlie Murphy said, man, he was a habitual line stepper, man. So <laughs> step always, way you know, too much, bro. Right, way too much, man. Like, he, he, it was the second time with me, <laughs> second time with another person, another person with one of our food runners, and then, like, he just stopped because his brother was a manager there that he could just get away with murder. And me, especially when I'm there, I'm not with that. That only works if you're smashing the manager. 
Sorry, no disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> it may be in certain cases, but yeah. all our kitchen managers is male, so it wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it happens so. in some yeah. not in this, Well, not in this one. Uh, not in this one. Not in this case. I saw that meme. It said a lot of people, a lot of men are messing up a lot of women's lives because their soulmate is a man. Right. Yo. <laughs> I, yeah, I did see that. That was definitely floating that around a lot heavy. this week. I was like, oh, but, man. But, yeah. Sorry, somebody. I'm swallowing you the man. <sighs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you really supposed to get along with He was wilding out, too, and I always yeah. thought that it was about to get to, like, physical because he was like, oh, I'm going to do something to get you real mad, but he's tying up the garbage bag, right? So I'm like, what is he going to do with the garbage? Is he about to dump it in the fryer? Like, what is he about to do with it? Like, I'm a chef, by the way. Just so, like, yeah, so we were in the kitchen. So, like, I ain't know what all he did was take the garbage out. So I was like, was that supposed to get me mad? I'm, thank you. If that's anything, you. thank you. Thank you now you're doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Don't tell us his real name. No, I wouldn't put him out there like that. I had to yeah. marry somebody before, and it was terrible. I'm not built for that. And I, oh, man, it was the worst because he came. He wasn't, he, like, we were trying to find him. around Christmas time? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't trying to take that fryer, and I'm not answering. Uh, he wasn't, but listen, though, he wasn't answering. So I'm like, yo, it's not me and above me was trying to call him like yo he's cracking don't come in so he came in like was a week later bro so he got jumped <laughs> he came in his whole face was swollen oh. like he came in for that pity like yeah man i got jumped and robbed and stuff but i still had to like bro you can't come back <laughs> <laughs> i felt what? terrible because i was in ross park at that time and you really can't work here you're not yeah. gonna help me Bruh. at all looking <laughs> you can't do that. But I said, yeah, it's terrible. Bro. Looking like Martin after that boxing match yeah, when he fought Hearns. my man Tommy Hearns, right? <laughs> 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 Hearns, yes. That's yeah. crazy. That's exactly I, I, was. I can't fire nobody. I, I'm not even – I don't ever think I'll be ready for – Coming. No, man. Especially if you're out your boss's house. If somebody, if somebody <laughs> can't get right, <laughs> if someone can't get right, you have to let them go. Yeah, I don't know, man. I that could be a cancer to your whole – I believe in the structure of human resources. <laughs> <laughs> there's no human resources in the building. Yeah. yeah. There's I not. I feel like there's people. We who work at the same job. There's no human resources. People went to school for stuff like this. And hold on. I don't mean to get off subject, but <laughs> Sarah Bader just got the here. famous Sarah Bader Sarah exposing <laughs> all the chicken and waffle places. <laughs> right. Oh, out here crusading <laughs> for the best chicken and yeah. waffles. <laughs> crusading. So, we going to get into this, but... <laughs> So, <laughs> if y'all don't know what's happening right now, Sarah Bader is like, when I say she is going viral right super now, I'm mean super viral. So, Sarah was in some restaurant, and she ordered chicken and waffles. Carnegie? She ordered chicken and waffles, and literally, her tweet said, when white people make chicken and waffles. It was <laughs> it was an Eggo waffle that was, some that Tyson was still <laughs> with Tyson chicken tenders. <laughs> and she just took a picture of it, and it exploded. And apparently... The video, though, was funny when she smacked the waffle. Though. <laughs> My favorite part. My favorite part. <laughs> that looked so, like when you finished it at the end. But never mind. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice expose piece. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I found oh, out, man. like, the manager reached out to us, like, hey, we're really trying to make this right. I'm like, it's an Eggo waffle, bro. Yeah, how do you yeah, how do you, you make it wrong? Did you, say, uh, did you say it was homemade waffles? I thought you did because that's where I saw it. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> shout out to real waffles and right. real chicken. <laughs> shout out to Soul of Sea where you can get good chicken. Yeah. Soul of Sea. If y'all ever, y- you don't have to be in the Pittsburgh area now. You can get DoorDash. You can get yeah. it other places, man. You can get your uh, anything off the straight to the league menu. You can get the Dawn, which is a lobster, uh, shrimp, and uh, broccoli Alfredo. The Timmy is. Chicken, bacon. I don't have no seafood, you know. But now we're going to have the best of both worlds where you're going to have chicken and shrimp. Yeah. (laughs) Soul and sea. Exactly. Order us. One time, man. Eat me. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that comfortably. (laughs) (laughs) Eat me. But you guys know, like, we always like to do, man. We get through the weekly updates, and, you know, we like to, you know, our listeners out there come to expect this, man. Ooh. So we like to do something that's called a, a trap verse. Now, our trap verse comes usually from one of our favorite musical songs of the week. You know, yeah, it could yeah. be a music and cast. I, and, I, and I felt, and I, and I, you know, I, I picked a good, picked a good song. It was fitting this week. I'm ready for, for a trap man. verse. So our trap verse is from um, Fabulous and Jadakiss, uh, the Friday on Elm Street, Talk About It, okay. Young Taylor. Oh, this song got heavy, <laughs> man. So as always, yeah, man, I choice, like all choice. my trappers, all my rappers, tilt your do-rag to the side, turn your hat to the back, and let's just go ahead and get on with this rap. Chay-men. Chay-men, chay-men. Chay-men. All right, look, I know y'all tired of talking and going to demonstrations, but if we don't speak up, you help the discrimination. We need a one-on-one before it's gun-on-gun. People skip the front page till they see their son-on-one. Mm. And now it's too late to talk. The topic has changed. They shooting at black targets like these cops at a range. Mm. Can it talk? Can talk how many die for the birth of a nation, and how his nation national anthem ain't worth my ovation. And if I ain't standing up, I'ma stand for equality. It's brutally we need more than than that e- apology. Let the trap say chain man. Let the Shame trap man, say chain man. man. Fabulous did his thing, man. That was Let's super talk fitting, about man. It. I love yeah. that song. Man. And you know, man, when we wrap up the trap verse. We do these things. We call. We say "f you" to somebody every week because somebody every week. Somebody. Oh. <laughs> so every week, somebody do something where we just gotta. We gotta give you the middle finger, man. Because sometimes people deserve it, and sometimes you just gotta hear it. Yeah, you're supposed to be the bigger person, but sometimes you gotta get it off your chest. Uh, my f you for the week is going out to none other than forty-five again. <laughs> he literally has more of these than everybody. <laughs> It was just like, how do you keep doing this? <laughs> like, how? He's a habitual line stepper. He's a habitual line stepper. Yes, he stepper. is. He's another one. Like, yeah. And I just one. don't get it. So this morning, it was just like, I don't know how y'all notifications are set up, but my CNN notification goes I'm off right every morning. You know, I just like to see what happened overnight. And it was just like, how are you up tweeting at 6.30 in the morning? Because he's just eight, almost 80. Bruh, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> 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 I ain't going to bed tonight. Like, I ain't going to bed tonight. Oh, man. So, this morning, oh, you know, tangerine, the tangerine dream was at it again. Tangerine and dream. And so, you know, this whole Stormy Daniels thing is happening. So, that its own situation in itself. But, you know, he's just... Again, being a misogynist, just, just disrespectful. So he calls a lady. He said the court or the case got thrown out. So he gets on Twitter. I don't know why somebody on Twitter just don't delete his account. That's because what he's I a POTUS now. Bruh. So he gets on say Twitter. It. Says, it hurt my heart to say that. Bruh. I said, old horse oh, face. He's dying. <laughs> old horse face's lawsuit <laughs> got, got thrown bro. out. And I'm like, 
bruh. <laughs> like, I, I, at this point, I just don't even know, like, how people are still, like, backing this man up. Like, oh, horse like where, are these white, where are these white ladies who voted for you? Like, you don't see this? Like, you don't see that this dude is crazy? Like, he doesn't give a damn about you at all. This man is, like, disrespectful beyond belief. And it was just like every time I feel like we've reached like the, the maximum, like you can't go no further. <laughs> Watch this. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, you thought I was finished? Gotcha. Right. <laughs> nah, bro. I got so much more in the tank. And I'm just like, bro. And it's just like, what do we have to? What do you have to do? And I just you gotta feel shoot like, somebody in the head. Bro, I don't even like. He, he already just, said bro, the, the, the whole murder thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's somebody, somebody in the street, yeah, and yeah. get and away I just with. I feel like it. if it's if this would have been three years ago, bro, like, and I just don't know how these like white people like disrespected Barack Obama for eight years, eight years strong, and then as soon as somebody says and they be like, you're disrespectful to the presidency, blah blah blah, and I'm just like, this don't make no sense, and it was just like you. I get it. We got different views, but disrespectful is disrespectful, and that's just the bottom line. And I'm just like, there's no way you should be the leader of this free world acting like an ass on the internet. First of all, that's like, the best way acting like an ass. Acting like an ass, and it was just like I get mad at my friends for tweeting too much stuff, and I'd be like, whoa, bro, <laughs> keep that in your house. <laughs> there ain't no need for this. But I'm just like, this man could press the button at any given moment, and I'm just like. I don't know, man. So I stopped eating tangerines. Orange used to be my favorite color. I'm done with it. Too smart. Anyway, you gotta grow up. You gotta grow up, man. But so 45. I hope this is the last time we gotta do this. But I don't think he's it a is. habitual line stepper, yeah. And I feel you on that, man. My my um nephew, censor it. <laughs> this week actually goes to the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections. Like for real, bro. So. Know here you can send your letter like books in to the people you want to in there, so they switched it. So now they gotta pay $147 to get a tablet and buy books from a private company that has their list. So they can't have like so if Damo made her books, it wouldn't be on our list. If Rev, now Rev's book would be on our list, his book would definitely be on our list, but it limits everything. So now they gotta come up with money commissary just to get the tablet to get the product then you have to buy the books like i don't know about y'all but i tried it for a while i can't do that on a tablet i want to feel it in my fingers at first i was a fan but i didn't i'm, I'm falling asleep man sitting but with that book you have that book you have that weight you feel like you're you're getting somewhere when you get to the end of it you slam it close you start to move on but now they're trying to really take or people's minds. Bro, that's the ultimate form of censorship. Like, yes. you're limiting, like, what I'm able to... Right. Like, eight, there's only they ain't gonna put no books. law books probably in like there. They don't want you to study that. Books and that's a lot. Right. They don't want you. That's no, what I'm saying. They don't want us to study that. Like, that's Bro, what I'm saying. Like, there's books that come out a year that we don't know about. And yeah. it's only, like, 8,000 in this database. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. So they definitely get my F you for that because you're monetizing off the... You got a private security dip doing it. You got to get the tablets. It's all about f money. Yeah. I don't know, man. Shout out to all the people that smuggle stuff in jail. You appreciate it. Start smuggling them books. Y'all stock, <laughs> stock went up. Smuggle them books. Right, smuggle them books. Smuggle them books. Get that right, man. Get them books in there, man. Read a book. Read a book. Read a book. 
Like, what a, what a dumb reason to get in trouble in jail. Like, oh, you had a book in here. Excuse hey, dog. You know, Cleotis is in a hole. What's like, Cleotis in a hole? What'd he like, do? First, so Nigga like, got caught with Fahrenheit 51. What is mind-blowing about this is, like, if you're going to limit what I can read in jail, why do people in jail got Instagrams? <laughs> We might as well just Snapchat you every chapter. Like, here, bro. Yeah, I, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> yeah, right. send you page by page. And I'm just I can't lie. I, th- I feel like I got my brother in trouble because I feel like I said he got you know, Snapchat <laughs> on his show. The next thing you know, he got, got caught and then he couldn't get commissary for like. I, still, I don't think he still get commissary. I don't know, man. One of my friends was unfortunately incarcerated for a while and I went to go see him and he came to the window with a cheeseburger. It was. <laughs> He he, met, he obviously met hamburger Eddie. I, I mean, it was it was wrapped up and it looked like it was warm. But I was like, how? Like, you know what? Never mind. I probably wanted a piece of that. Like, yeah, right. and I was just like, this is why you in here. Stop. This is wrong. Niggas got pickles on it. Like this is crazy. Get a piece of that. But yo, man, right? again. Straight to the league. We're going to drop off on a quick break, but today's episode is going to be special, man. It's a very special day in yeah, this let's community. Clap it up for the, the, the everyone here that came, but definitely for Jerron. This is for his memory, man. Let's clap it up. Man. One time, one time. Uh, it's going to be, it's, I mean, it's going to be a, a conversation that's going to be very much needed, just revolving around gun violence, gun control, Family, a lot. Just people who have been it, affected it by this. Effect. It's, it's not just one person. Or it's a community. Yeah. So when we come back, man, straight to the league is going to show you a little bit of range tonight, man. So we'll be dropping off for a quick second, but Chicken we'll be right back. Chicken straight three. to the league. Chicken three. Make sure you go straight to the league every single Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on Radio. And you know this is Portia Fox approved. You dig? <laughs> and we're back. Yo. Episode 68, straight to the league. Let's stop it up for that real quick. One time, man. Eight weeks. And I don't know if you, this is 68 weeks in a row. This Straight, is no breaks. Every week. Every we week. are a live radio uh, show. We do uh, put out there as a podcast, but we are a live radio show. We pride ourselves out that. And one more thing I want to clap up to today, right now, is the fourth anniversary of the Drawn X Grayson Community Center being open. So let's, cr- let's clap that up. Man. <laughs> four, years, four years to the date. Just imagine, that's like a whole class of kids that went through here that graduated <laughs> high school and there's a new class coming through that comes through these doors and get helped out they get fed they get loved That's and awesome, it's a beautiful man. thing man and i'm glad that um i'm able to see it from the inside looking in and outside looking in looking what, what outside looking inside looking out outside looking in we know what you mean when you see it like dang they doing a good thing but when you're in inside and then you can see it like damn it's yeah. even better it inspires you to Definitely, man. And I think, uh, again, man, thank y'all, man. Like I said, this yeah, is the whole 68. Grayson family. Let's yeah. it for the whole Grayson family. One time, man. And especially to be doing this, like, in such a such a prominent neighborhood in Pittsburgh, man. Like, shout out to the Hill. Uh, man. <laughs> Hill or the, I feel like Hill or Wilkinsburg could be Pittsburgh's uh, middle class. Like, we can make our own neighborhood. Let's make it. It's already happening, man. Nah, man. Black excellence. <laughs> Listen, black middle class, not regular. Hey, I feel that. My mom worked up here for 
bitch forever. Does. Yeah. <laughs> My mom uh, worked at Zone Two like forever, and she retired from up here. So the Hill was always an interesting place to me, and I, I was just like, oh, I this kicking is cool. does about your mom because my cousin told me that her and your mom, him and your mom, used to kick in doors together. I, she was, <laughs> she, was, was this before she was the police or no, after? No, this is while they were she's been kicking in doors since she she, before. She's, she's from my the north side. Kicking in doors since she's been kicking in doors. This is a real thing. Episode 68 and. We're going to cut off through the seven-day bender and everything. We're going to get straight to the meat and potatoes. Uh, again, the man, you know why? why you know exactly why we're here today, man. We are uh, fortunate enough to – fortunate and unfortunate enough to be here, but we are here celebrating celebrating life, celebrating just kind of prosperity and just kind of getting past the negative. situation and still holding on to the past. Uh, I think – we're here today just to talk about something that's affected us all, um, and sadly, it's affected us all. I feel like we've all been, some way or another, affected by either directly or someone next to you. So just you still feel like you're there for them. And I know we got some very special people up here with us today that were kind enough to come up and just kind of tell us, you know, their story and like how they're kind of just kind of living, you know, and keeping. These people living them. through them. And the and beautiful thing, too, is we're still going to let the people in the audience talk, too. Yeah. It's not just up here thing. It's a, because it's like how we said, it's affecting everyone. So everyone's involved. Like our show, just like if this was in our crib, everyone there, they got a chance to hop on the mic, do what they do, tell their story. But that's what it's about. Because your story can help the next person. I feel like, I feel like I was at church. That's how I was. That's what's up, man. But um, I don't know. We do. We got G's up here with us, man. man. Glenn, uh, you, you want? We can help. We can have y'all shout. <laughs> explain it. Here go the microphone. We're gonna go one by one. Everyone up here, y'all can uh. So I, I guess I gotta finally say my name. They know me as High Life, but it's G <laughs> Baby. Um, but G Garrett Grayson uh, Jr. or Glenn Garrett Grayson Jr. So happy to be here. It's Lance Ito, rapper for Lil J, Sour Life. Tiffany Monique. I come from Embrace Life Media, SPK Embrace Life. conversation uh garrett came to us and proposed this idea to us weeks ago this you know day just happened to kind of fall on a wednesday when we do you know what we do and garrett proposed this idea and there was no way we were going to say yeah there was absolutely no way we the were family say so no. we're, we're all family so mm-hmm. this show is your show just like i told him we had to i had a, a the, the beautiful thing is that this is like a council i had the meeting with the council and they told me you know i still told him like yo all the people <laughs> in there has been there from day one, so this is their show as much as ours. Mm-hmm. So all the input they want, man, but we brought it together. So I don't, y'all can't see it now, but it's like all the pictures put up. It's food. They didn't, they they came here. They did a thing for us, man. Uh, 
almost shed a thug tear when I walked in here. <laughs> I can honestly say that, man. But let's get straight into this, man. We can start with you, uh, Glenn. Uh, let's like. <laughs> I don't even call four names. Glenn, some, G, <laughs> Tyler, some of Garrett. us, because I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to ask you about everything. But you're here for a reason, so I would love for y'all to tell the story before we even get to the questions, so they can understand. Because there's people that's here that know what happened, but Fridays were li- were on the West Coast and they don't know what's going on at all. So we're going to like let y'all tell y'all stories. So I, I honestly feel the story's not over. It's just beginning. I thought I thought I'd start there. Um, but maybe the prelude, I should say, um, was October 17th, 2010. So exactly this day, um, my brother, he was a fr- freshman at Hampton University, came home for the first time. And actually, uh, the day before, on his way home, uh, he was in a car accident. Or, uh, yeah, the car was actually totaled. Um, there was his friend from Pittsburgh who was in the Army. And, you know, uh, Hampton, you know, they got a real strong Army area around there. Mm-hmm. So they come came up to the point where they had to actually be driven by the tow truck just to get here. Um, so his last Facebook status was, I thank God I have my own testimony. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, that was maybe Friday night. I get a call from my pops. You know, Jerron was in an accident. He's cool. You know, I get, he gets here, what's up, I, you know, <laughs> he didn't care, he was all good, so, but that day was cool, he was like, you know, I'm gonna go get my hair cut, get fresh, you know, because when you're in college, it's hard to find somebody to cut your hair, like, like you wanted to, yeah. you know, I went through a couple barbers. You're not home uh-huh. no more, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, he got back that same day, to, to be frank with you, um, around like 7 o'clock, he actually hit me, and he was at my house the whole night, um. We weren't. We were just calling uh, 2K uh, when 2K used to come back out in like October. Now they got fancy. They come, mm-hmm. you know, super early. So we was playing 2K, uh, watched the movie, um, and then his friends hit him, and he was like, "Yo, like my friends hit me. They're going to a party up Cal U. I really don't want to go." My friends that hit me, they was like, uh, "We going out too." So none of us really wanted to go out. So, but he was hungry. So actually, he was like, "Forget it, man. I ain't, you know, been here in a while. I'm gonna go out with my friends." The cow you. I was like, all right, babe. He was like, I'm hungry. So uh, I gave him my keys to the car. I was like, go get something to eat. Hopped in the shower. And by that time I got back out, we was all ready to go. You feel me? Um, to the point where actually he was like, gee, like, I'm going to stay with you tonight. Because me and my brother had g- gained a real different relationship. Um, he was in college now. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling me about, you know, the girls and pledging and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't married then. Once the uh, nuts drop, he's like, we got a whole yeah. different level. Of and, and shout out to the HBCUs, you know, like. Um. So yeah, that hold it down for Virginia State one time. <laughs> so yeah, actually at night, like to be to be frank with you, we none of us is going out. Um, but at the end of the day, he was like, let's go. And so uh, I put the key in the mailbox because he was like, yo, I'm after after I come back, I'm coming to your house. You feel me? That's the type of relationship we had where when he came back in town, he didn't stay with my parents. He actually stayed at my house to the point where the uh, I used to stay downtown. The car got towed a couple times because every time he got the crib. <laughs> um, so that night, uh, actually, you remember the in, in, in the strip, like the, that club, what was it, Questions? Not Questions. Um, There's a thousand clubs. The club, yeah, Platinum or something like that. I was in there. And um, unfortunately, I got the call like from my, my dad. My dad said, uh, Garrett, Garrett, where you at? Where you at? Like, we got to go. Um, 
And that night, I actually had my daughter with me, too. Um, shout out to my parents, a uh, good grand, you know. No, she was not at Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> she was there with my parents. I mean, you know, um, when you want to go out, you got uh, my parents held me down. Um, so I went out that night, and they was with them. And they just, I got a frank call, like, let's go. And so literally, I went from the club to, like, to my parents' house. And nobody told me what was happening. Um, we drove about 90 miles per hour um, up until Cal U. And I'm like, what what's, What happened? They, what happened? It was like, Jerron's been shot. Um, and what, you know, like, when you say he's been shot, like, you know, like, w at what extent, right? Like, like, what you mean he's been shot? My brother was never really into a bunch of, you know, stuff. Um, that was like, he's been, just been shot. So we drove, like, literally, we got to Cal U. If it's an hour drive, we got there in 20 minutes. Um, that's how fast everybody was going. But literally, my daughter was in the car, too, you know. So that trauma, everything, I still remember going straight up there. And when a person shot, you know, they, they can't tell you, like, what happened to that person. Um, yeah. He was to the point where when we got to the hospital that they said he was at, they said he was flown to Pittsburgh. So literally, like, and they wouldn't let us know where because when you're a shooting victim, you can't tell people. Mm -hmm. So... Um, just imagine, like, not knowing where your brother, your son is, mm -hmm. like, you calling people, everybody frantic, like, it was wild, like, I still, like, remember that day, like, to the core, mm -hmm. um, got back, and tell me if I'm taking too long, but no. got, ba got back, and, um, no, you good, bro. uh, like, we caught, like, shout out to the church family, because we called kind of everybody, and, and it found out that he was at Children's Hospital, mm -hmm. um, and got there, and everybody was in the, the little, you know, place or visiting area and um was there i don't even know how long and um the doctor asked us to come back and my dad was like no like i'm a pastor like i know what that means but like for me like i didn't know what that meant um and so like that's when they told us he was like dead like and like my daughter was there my family was there like that's just i, I can't it was so like surreal mm -hmm. um you know and i i kind of blame myself sometimes like what if we would have stayed and played one more video game or like you know watch one more movie or whatever um but he's he's gone um and you know i'm blessed at least uh like in his memory i feel like he's still here his spirit's still here mm -hmm. in this building um you know so but i would just love to hear his voice that's why i think it's like you know it's like what do you want to do in this eighth year and was like, well, there's the podcast. And, like, why is the podcast so important? Mm -hmm. um, because to me, if I could hear just his voice, like, one more time, mm -hmm. like, you got – y'all have 68 episodes where if anything happens, at least we can go back and, like, hear y'all. I mm -hmm. have not one. Like, yeah. just, uh, like, whatever it was. If it was a rap or a high, a voicemail, mm -hmm. like, I have nothing. Um, and pictures don't talk. You know, yeah. they say pictures worth a thousand words, but – if I could hear my brother one more time, like, that's all I want. Mm -hmm. So um, we're here celebrating. Um, it's been, you know, some people don't know, like, you know, the had a court case. I don't know when the guy gets out. But, you know, every day is a struggle. Every yeah. day is a struggle. And that made me sad, too, because, like you said, a picture's worth a thousand words, but you can't hear it. Yeah. I, to this day, I almost try to maybe shed a tear, because to this day, I still listen to the voice recording from my grandma that my mom sent me. It ain't for my birthday, it's for hers, but I still listen to it like she's sending it to me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, 
my brother uh, Ida. Let's let's tell your story, man. Uh, I I can't give you a story like bro just did. Yeah, I, I, I can't give you a bro, story Dilly like did that. The same. Yeah, bro, that was Dilly beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, I I can't do that though. I'll be honest with y'all. I could tell you his name was Jason Griffin. Uh, he was he was shot and killed May the fifteenth, two thousand and two. He had gone to Shinley High School and uh, he had gotten accepted into Norfolk. So in the fall, he was planning to go to Norfolk. Uh, he had gotten into an argument with a kid from our neighborhood over a basketball game. Real, you know, something stupid. Uh, one thing led to another. They wound up going outside to fight. The kid turned around and shot my brother. Um, he was 17, and it really hurts me a lot. I give this brother so much credit for being able to tell y'all how he just talked to y'all. I can't do that. Like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't, honestly. Um, but I definitely miss my brother, and it was some. It was a messed up situation. Uh, I try to rep him the best that I can. Everything that I do is in his name, you know, for Lil' J. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's about it. That's, that's all I can say right there. Respect, man. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. No doubt. It's 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 just it's crazy. Um Yeah, it's the, it's something that you feel the effects for life. Forever. For life. Like I watched uh the accountant. You ever see the accountant? Yeah. Yes. I y'all watch the accountant, y'all watching the accountant, right? You watching the movie. Mm-hmm. The part when they were shooting it out and he realized that was his brother. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Like Cause that's the only love that you'll get like that from your brother. Yeah, you won't get that love from no one else. Mm-hmm. Like they stopped shooting immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was glad my wife was asleep because I was like, see, she be tripping out. I see movies with brothers and I'll start mm-hmm. tripping. Yeah. But that one right there, just that feeling right there that you couldn't. Yeah. No matter how no, much time they had apart. They bro, was like, that's my brother. Bro, he started smoking his mans in them. Like, yo, yes. I told you I stopped shooting. Yes. Yeah. Like that was his brother. And it's just like, it's no question. Yeah. That's something that you the only get from your brother. The eerie correlation here is, you know, you two dudes, you know, told your story, and I, one of my best friends was, you know, killed, shot and killed the same way, but the correlation that's happening as we, like, go around this table is just, like, this happened, like, I lost a friend in college, and it was just, like, this is why this is nuts, and it was just, like, hey, these people are, like, taking, like, the necessary steps to kind of better themselves, you know? And like you said, like, you never forget, like, that phone call. And I was asleep just, you know, and I woke up to, I was like, God, I missed a crazy party. Like, everybody called me. And then it was just like, uh, you, and you answer this phone, and, like, my friend I was killed. His birthday was on Sunday. And it was just like I, I have to go out. I have to. I know if you were here, here, we would be like kicking it. We was gonna hang out. But it was just like, how does this? How does this happen? Like on your way to college or out of college? And it's just, it's crazy. And it's it's just, it's a it's it's just a like you said, it's a pill you can't swallow ever, you know. And it's like my my thing is like, first of all, like. Why do you got a? Why do you have a gun in college? Like you, you can't be like 
you can't be this hard because essentially like you know especially like going to school like out of state like it's different like especially if you like not even saying the south but like college is college like everybody that i know is a gangster is at home being a gangster you're not a gangster trying to get 120 credits (laughs) Right. There's nothing gangster about going to class in the morning. Tim, to your point, the crazy part about my brother's story is that, like, literally the guy that shot my brother didn't know him. Never, like, I don't even think he saw him. Um, Like, they was at a college party. He just shot through the party because he couldn't get in. Because he he had a little bit of beef with a guy. I guess the day, there's so many stories. He just couldn't, we don't know. And you talk about that phone call, like, literally, I tell my wife, she gets mad at me, like, people can't call me back to back. I trip. I won't answer the phone. If I get three calls from three different people back to back to back, I, kn- I literally shut down. Because when I got those calls back to back to back to back, that that meant for me that something had happened, right? So, like, I don't even set myself. Like, you put three things in your, like, day, like, movies, like, different things where you kind of, you cut it off before you even start. In general. Okay. Can any? Can you hear me well? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. What am I holding it for? So you can hear me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I get it. Um. So. See, my sister was a a mother first. She was a woman. She was a mother of six. She had six children that she tended to and took care of. And she was a single parent to every last one of those children. So she wasn't the type that went out. She didn't party. I'm really, really shocked that my sister even was in a bar and didn't tell me because that just wasn't like her. But just rewinding, um, my sister's name was Tiana Monique Jackson, and she was killed February 28, 2013. And that's actually our brother's birthday. So she was killed on our brother's birthday. So every birthday for him is like, Bruce, what, how do he celebrate that? So um, she just happened to be with the wrong person at the wrong time and they were leaving the bar and um someone like followed them to where they were going and just opened the shots and shot them both she died on the scene and he survived and um it's just a mess that we're losing people period we're losing women um mothers sisters you know and uh, it's just all too common today. Like, I'm sure everyone in this room has lost a loved one to violence, and something has to give. It just has to, and it has to give today, right now. Um, we have to take a stand, and we have to really start speaking on this. I mean, I've seen everyone protesting 
I'm kind of all over the place if people can just follow me a little bit. But I've seen everyone protesting. And so I know we got it in us to at least speak up. That's what that says for me. So when we see, like, women getting killed and people getting hurt, I just feel like we need to start speaking up more. I definitely agree with that because people try to say no snitching. But if you can help in a situation when a woman or kid get killed or anything like that, like, if if you're not doing a crime with the person, it's not snitching. You're helping, the situ- helping somebody to justice. I just want to throw that in there. And I, I think it's, it's a lot. And I know, like, me personally, and I know, like, I, I have a, a really big personality. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> And it was just like, but I feel like I have this personality because especially like when I see like younger people and not even younger people, but like my friends, like even like KK, every time I see these people, like I hug you with like both hands, like I'm going to hug you. Like just because it's just like, yeah, and it was just like, I'm genuinely like, you can't not, I'm going to hug you. Same way, bro. And it's just like. I don't know, and I literally, I send out the same tweet every day. Be nice to a stranger. And it, it's just like, it, it's just like, I don't know, like, what this person is going through. I don't know what's happening. But, like, this r- random hug to me might have just been like, oh, shit. Like, oh, you know, this kind of, you know, brought me back to, like, a place where it was just like, mm-hmm. I mean, change happens at the simplest form, you know. And it was just like, and it was just like, I don't know, like, you know, if these convers I don't know where this conversation starts at, but, like, we all know there's change, but then it was just, like, do you do you dive into, like, gun reform? Do you dive into... It's a big thing. Do you dive into, like, doing something like this? Like, there's a community center. Like, do we catch these kids at, like, a younger you age? You have like to catch them at a young age, but at the same time, Helping them at a young age still ain't helping them when it's like people talk about gun reform and everything, but they're still mixed up and still like confused on what everything. Like I feel like everyone has the right to bear arms, but it just all depends on what you have. Like the whole assault rifle thing, uh, you can have a rifle in a crib, but outside of the crib, there's no reason for you to have anything bigger than a, a nine millimeter, a forty-five, or anything. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's legal, I yeah. feel like you should have it. You have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have guns that has ties with no one, and it's just free. They can just do whatever with it. It's as easy as like going to the store to get nine laters. Because the first time I that bought a gun, point. they didn't ask me if I had a gun license to after I bought it. And all they said was, put your your uh, your gun in the uh, trunk mm-hmm. and put your clip with you. And that's it. And that's in Pennsylvania. That's crazy. Protection is good, but... So, so like, my, my problem, actually, I mean, they, they say the phrase is, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people, right? Um, and so I struggle with that, right? Um, I, I believe that I met different... I try to come at a point of view of, like, I want to understand why people... I'm not a, I'm not a gun owner. I don't... They, they don't do anything for me, right? Um, but I try to respect people's, like, I have um, uncles who have been, who are cops. I have people that I know who have guns, and I, I try to understand and ask them, like, why do you carry a gun, right? But 
at the end of the day, when I'm when I'm listening to the story, I don't think people really take account into the the anger and the like just aspect of like just imagine how mad you've been at a club and nothing if you buck came on or something you saw your enemy and it's like oh man like the fact of sometimes the easiness of that's the first tool is scary mm-hmm. to me yeah now did um, that change after you lost your brother or was that always your thing no I, um ironically um i remember uh an interview in high school my dad did on whammo and they asked you like you have a gun, and it's like, no, nah, I'm from Brooklyn. That's what he told <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can fight. I can fight. <laughs> One and nine. <laughs> I don't need no gun. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, that's never been my, being personally, that's never been, like, my my swag. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, like, you know, that's just never been my swag. I just think that mentally, like, like I'm not even talking about mental health. I think what happens is you feel good. No, actually, I, I get mad at the media because they use these mass shootings. They use these things around mental health, right? As if that's the main cause, instead of just talking about like the mental aspect of like people as people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that when we get angry, if that's our first tool, right? If your first, if all you got is your hands, that's how you're gonna think about. But if the next tool you got is your a gun, knife, whatever, you start thinking about everything else you can use. And you actually take the responsibility of a responsible gun owner out of your kind of self, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Your psyche's thrown out. Your, your psyche, I mean, yeah. when you got to, I mean, I know people who, like, when they feel like they got that gun on their side, they different. Mm-hmm. Like, why? A lot of people, they give them a lot of courage. But I feel like you should protect yourself. Yeah, I, that's a, that's I a, definitely that's feel right. like, I definitely feel like every home needs a, uh, a firearm in it. Because you watch some stories like I survived, and sometimes it's just random people pop up at your door. Random stuff could pop up in your house, you know what I mean? Uh, it is a lot of dudes that carry firearms and feel like they tough, but it's also a lot of dudes that don't want to resort to that and usually have it just for protection. Now, uh, to you know, to want to take somebody's life immediately is, is the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got it for protection and you only using it in defense and self-defense, that's one thing. And I know a lot of dudes, that's their last resort. Mm-hmm. They'll fight even if they got their gun because they don't want to go to that. Mm-hmm. So right. what does that mean? I, I guess my thing is what does it mean now, man? You see all these things, stand your ground things. You see people literally, it's not about protection anymore, right? Yeah. I think um, we've come to a society where... I'm saying it's like fashion. It's, it's a fashion in the sense uh, of like, I just don't... I see so many stories, like, I just see, me personally, I see so many different stories of people claiming to stand the ground, I did it because of this, I did it because of that, and it has nothing to do with Okoto, like, a real protection, right? Um, but again, like, like taking it back, like, protection doesn't stop, like, there's people literally, like, there's no excuse, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, I mean, we're literally talking about 17, 18, I don't know how old your, your sister was, like, those those lives can't be brought back, right? Um, th- to me, there's no protection that I felt like my brother actually got to have, right? Like, so I hear that, but then it's like, my brother didn't get the opportunity. So when I actually think about, I would love to see how many people actually protected themselves or actually was victims. And I think if you look at the victim side versus protection side, mm. it's not adding up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I, and I completely agree, and I respect that. And it was just like, and I stand on both sides of the line, particularly with like the Second Amendment. I think it's a thing, and I, I just feel like I, I, I grew up with a gun in the house, you know, Same like, here. and my, you know, and like my mom's always had guns. I'm a registered like, gun owner now. Yeah, and it was just like I'm a, I'm a firm believer of that. Like the Second Amendment gives you the right to do that, but like you said, when these when these numbers aren't adding up is like when you have to realize like if somebody wrote this law, we can reform this law. Always. So and it's just like it's as simple as that. It's what, just what would you change? It, it, what would y'all change? What would y'all change? What would y'all want to change in there? And I feel like nothing you should you can't change anything to make it better because the guns that are Doing the most dirt are the ones that aren't legal. Yeah, because a lot of these cats that's doing the shooting ain't even 21. Yes. So they yeah, can't even legally possess a firearm. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying? Most people that, and they all are young and strapped. Yeah. I know Ms. Gar wanted to say something, and then. Yeah, we could, like, we could take people, if y'all want to say something out there anyway, y'all could just walk up. Just walk up. Just come on up. Just walk on up. <laughs> if anybody got just walk on up. I just wanted to say, anytime alcohol or drugs are involved, you should not carry a firearm. It's a non and void. Once the alcohol is involved or drugs, then the, the, the gun is no longer legal. Mm-hmm. And that's but it's just like a vehicle, too, because once drugs and uh, alcohol is involved with a vehicle, it's illegal. True. That yeah. is true. But if you have a gun license and you're drinking alcohol, you your, your gun license is non and void. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Um, the, the gun that was used to, to kill my brother actually was was a gun from a security guard officer from a factory mm, that was never turned in. It wasn't stolen. He never turned it back in, right? And so, like, when we think about that, it's been passed to pass to pass to pass to pass, right? And there's, there's no traction on that. Um, I mean, you literally can buy, like, cigarettes and everything else before you like carry a gun. I mean, we can think about people who don't really need to have a gun, like that we know like, yo, you shouldn't have a gun, right? Um, but like, realistically, it doesn't, I think that we, laws and common sense and feelings in a situation always change, right? And like, I think we don't take accountability of that um, and the effects of like, the day-to-day what's happening. Can I ask you something? Do you know how to operate a gun? Oh, I, again, I'll I tell you from the beginning, the guns are not my thing. Um, I do know in Pennsylvania, if you lose your gun, they literally have to just give it back to you. Um, I do know in Pennsylvania there's no laws or no penalties if you lose your gun and don't report it. I think those are some of the things that need to be changed. Again, I'm not a person I, I'm not a person that says, oh, I'm going to judge you because you have a gun or not. I'm a person that no matter what, I've been affected by it. So like like I laws don't matter to me when it comes to like like the effects of it. Right? Cuz any law ain't going to bring like if he was legal, if he had the right to carry, if he had all those things that was quote unquote legal, that doesn't legally bring my brother back. Right? I feel that. So and my- so like that's 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 kind of my my like thought about it. Like cuz I can't those things ain't going to change what happened to me. I'm glad you said that. So how how would you handle conflict? You might 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Would you want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say one of the things that can that I think that can change is a lot of the um, the some of the people that um, have guns that are doing the shooting the the kids. Obviously, those are guns that have been lost or stolen, and I think you hit people in their pocketbooks if you sue that person who has is supposed like to mm-hmm. report it to, that is stolen. If you sue that person for a wrongful death, and if every time we could sue somebody for shooting, and I wish I had a thought about this, you know, when my son was killed, then I think that would make people stand up. So what I'm saying is, so this is a millionaire. She owns a gun. You know, there's a hood rat. He's by she 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 stole he steals the gun. She doesn't report it. So nothing happens. But if we trace that gun, because all those guns are traced, they know who had it. Mm-hmm. So we come to this millionaire and we sue her for wrongful death, you know, for for the person's death. And I think some that, of that would help. That is solid. Yeah. It's really a, a, a sticky situation when it comes to weapons and guns and things like that. Because me personally, I want my son to know how to operate a weapon. I want for him to know how to protect himself if he ever needs to um, growing up in this world. Because one thing's for sure, two things for certain. The other side, they know how to operate yes. like this. And if that's mm-hmm. going to be my son's peer, he's going to learn too. That's just how I feel about that. that. And I think, um, you know, just y'all story and just like like Ida was saying, like just these are y'all brothers, you know, and like you said, like this is this, these are like sons. These are friends. These are pe- this is sisters, Cousins, this family, is family. and I think what like what like people don't like really like reel in and, you know, Taya touched on it is like the trickle down effect, you know, where it was just like, that this law don't matter. Like, and, and it's just like the one thing, especially like, and like I said, this is your sister, this is your brother, this is your like son. And it was just like, and I know how this, this has only hit me on like a friend level, you know? And it is just like, how do you, how do you like cope with this? And it was just like, and it was just like my thing, like Sunday, I looked at my wife and I was just like, it's about to, it's about to be a rough day for me, you know? And it was just like, cause this is, this is a day for me, you know? And it was just like, and these people stay with you all the time, but like on these like special days is where it hits you a little bit harder. So then it was just like, how do you keep, how do you keep your spirits up? And how, do, uh, how, do, how do you, how do you get a, from not tanking? On a day that he got taken away. I try not to let it get that much of my emotion because I feel like the only thing I should do is honor him and just honor his memory and always remember, like, the good stuff. So the day that he got taken away, I don't really do anything on May the 15th. You know what I mean? I'll probably hit some Henny, talk to my mom at 7 o'clock. That's when he got shot. Uh, Group text my family and stuff like that around that time. But we really don't don't give that day that much that much attention. We focus more on it. Yeah, July twenty fifth. That's 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 you know, yeah. Like and I know and I know in May it's just about two months away. So that's what I start really focusing on because sometimes like on my birthdays is the day that it would really hurt the worst. 
mm-hmm. on my birthday. Yeah. Like right when I would be about to hit him, like all the time, just exactly. hit him like, yo, what's up? Like, let's go to the mall. Let's do something. Like, I'll, man, I'll wake up sometimes on my birthday, six, seven. I'll start drinking. Just like out on the porch. My birthday's in June. It's uh, three weeks after the day he got shot. And I usually just like I go outside, start drinking, but it's uh, but I focus on July. That's what I do. I usually focus on that day, and focus on the good. That's what I do. I don't know how, you know what I mean. I don't know. Um, how did I get through it? Um, I was every. It's not so. Every 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 year, every week, every day is different. Um, this morning was hard for me actually. Um, I t- like I take, you know, you were talking about watching a movie. Like it could be a movie, it could be a song that just crushes me, yeah. right? It could be like, oh, I'm about to do this, and it's like, oh, my brother's not there. Mm-hmm. When my son was born, like I couldn't be like, yo, bro, my niece, you know, like him not like seeing Anaya. Like it be different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what keeps me going sometimes is actually uh, like. My friends and family, right? The love, the understanding of like celebrating life. Um, and also we do a flip side program actually at the spot that I found out my brother was dead. So we literally have a program where we take and we met, um, have kids that come from, you know, the public school system and like the CIS program. And like, it's called the flip side because you don't know like how that affects you. like. You never want to bury your son. Like my never. dad's a pastor. He's buried mad people. Like I like the worst sermon, like the one sermon I didn't want him to do was my brother's. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you don't like every day is different. Every time is different. I, I feel like I, I honor him by like every day doing the work that I do. Like I feel like I gotta grind, I gotta fight, I gotta fight for others. Um mm-hmm. it's not about me. Um, it's about like maybe if that guy that shot my brother like had a job that nigga would have been asleep. You feel me? Or like or a hug. Like like what pissed me off the most is when the judge gave him the sentences. The sentence he was like, "Yo, Jerron had a like a great surrounding. He didn't. So because of that, the sentence is gonna be less." Like that bothered me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember that day. You feel me? Um, what keeps me going, because I lost my daughter in 2000, May 22nd, 2008. She came home from Indiana University um, for summer vacation. It was her freshman year in college. I try to invest in little kids. Mm-hmm. I also have two teenagers, which are 13. So they are my investment. Mm-hmm. I provided a decent life for her. So I feel that I have to do that for my children. But I started the Care Keeps Caring Foundation. Okay. Um, every year we do the Walk for Life. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, November, we're doing senior citizen homes. Mm-hmm. I try to give back because I feel like without the seniors, it wouldn't be us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I try to do what makes my heart happy. Mm-hmm. I try to give book bags to kids, mm-hmm. do different things that she would be proud of me for. So that's yeah. what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, Is there anybody else out there? I'm about to say I miss you, Doc, so much, there. too. Siobhan, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I think what uh, really fueled my fire, and that's how you see SCK, <laughs> because um, I really, really, really came up with all of that 
after my sister and then it was like okay I lo- I lost plenty of people that were killed and I knew people but like my sister that was just something different to see her children be separated and just the chaos and like they're all suffering all six of them and um so I just it drives me every day to make SCK really 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 about something it has to be because I have to give back to them too mm-hmm. so uh yeah can I speak on that um just to point it out um you talked about the effect I don't think people realize how those kids will be affected mm-hmm. right like we always talk about the person like we're literally creating generation of sadness and loss because of gun violence Right when uh when you know his I I don't know if your brother had kids bro but like like you know what I'm saying even if he, like there's people losing their kids there's people who like they're losing their mothers like we're losing especially as a black community we're losing generations of like liveliness and hope and a sense of like when my son says where's my daddy like imagine if my wife said he's not here. Right? Where's my uncle? Like my my son says, Oh, that's Uncle Jerron. What happened to he's gone? Right. So like my daughter, like I, I pray because I don't know the effects of what it meant for her being in that car going back and forth. I I know a little bit, right? But like the effects of these young ones who are left behind is crazy and not enough is being talked about the the domino effect because it don't stop. Yeah. At all. Domino effects the most important because it's just never just you, it's your whole family. I I know uh I know for a fact one of my partners <clears throat> he lost his brother. A lot of y'all probably know him, but I'm he ain't here to speak, so I'm not gonna say it. But he lost his brother. He got a few sons, maybe about four sons, and one of his sons really took the loss of his uncle real hard and he really didn't even know him like all like that, but like he walks around with that chip on his shoulder. Damn. Literally, like he was cutting up in school. He was being defiant, and they, you know, he, his dad broke him down, and he like, man, PTSD. You know, it, yeah. re, re, uh-huh. in reality, real. yeah, it's very real. It's real. You, 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 you just said every my birthday I drink. That's just, that PTSD that's, you know, is like, real. That's real. Like, mm-hmm. we, we you do not war. have to go to war because like, this is a war we live in. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a war. Man. Yeah. Yeah. No. And black people scared of counseling. And, and uh-huh. you yeah. Yeah. right. You have to. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never. It's not natural. Could you? No, yeah. It's, it's, it's not natural. Not, it's not natural at all. That's not so, how it's all planned for us. What, so what, what's been difficult for me in, in, I, in situations of, like, turmoil, I kind of, like, kind of fold in, you know, where sometimes you got to get this stuff out. When, when my friend got killed, it was shortly after that that I found out his, you know, at that time, girlfriend, she was pregnant. Now, this boy... Looks when I tell you he looks, ball. looks like he he is him. He looks just like Ending him. Ball. 
And, you know, when I talked to his grandmother and I talked to his cousins, you know, it was like, yo, I try to keep in touch. But it was just like, I, I can't handle, yeah. and it's selfish of me, like, I can't handle seeing, like, when I see this boy, like, I, when I see this child, I see his dad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but, like, I know, like, you're my, you're my friend's son. But then it was just like, it just tears me apart that this is not, like, my friend, you know, so yeah. it, it's different. That is the selfishness. That? That's the selfishness of us. The same selfishness of us that wants our family to be here forever. The older ones, mm-hmm. it's all that selfishness. It's Does that keep you away from him at all? When I, like a little bit, yeah. It can a little bit. I'd imagine yeah. that it can a little bit. I would try to like reverse that. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's, very, very, it's hard. very hard. I know what I'm asking you and what mm-hmm. I'm even recommending is very hard. But yeah. try to like. Spin it 180 mm-hmm. to where that makes you just want to be around him that much more. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I, jokes I, I, like and shit, it's like it's just him. And, yeah, and, and, and I feel. I mean, like, not like you don't gotta say the real joke, but you can make jokes to yourself. <laughs> no, but like, to your oh, point, yeah, like, li- literally, like, even so, I feel like a lot of my like I- I'm married now, and shout out to my wife, I love her, but like. Like she held me down because like the like actually giving my love to your point like when you seeing somebody like that actually loves you, like I for a, a minute I was scared to love because I I didn't want nobody to leave me. Yeah. Right. Like so you you don't even you try to move on but relationships things of that nature you get so caught up in like every time I go to a place I figure out where the ex is at. Mm-hmm. Promise you. Like I leave. Like, I don't even let myself enjoy myself because I don't want to be the last person there, right? Like, so, like, you don't, you get so caught up in, like, not seeing, not not loving, being closed off that, like, it, it, it crushes you. That kind of goes a bit when I asked y'all how uh, the the effect of the loss, how the loss affected you, for real. Oh, hi, I'm Kia. <laughs> so, I have a quick question. I have a little brother. He's 16 years old. Um, we're... He's my half brother, so we come up from two different you lifestyles. We are, but um, I'm from Rankin, but I had the opportunity to leave and move because my mom remarried. So I grew up on a 26-acre farm. We were the only black family, so our lives were a little bit different. My little brother was born in 2002, and his life in Rankin is completely different from my life. So I want to know what is what can we do as a community? So because he has a lot of anger, he's lost two friends to gun violence and everything. He was very close to the Rose boy that passed away, and then he had a friend named Gus that got shot and killed in Homewood not mm-hmm. too long ago. He was only 14 at the time. So what can we do as a community? Because I don't come from, I don't know his struggles. He doesn't, my dad passed away a few years ago, and his mom is in the streets because she is on drugs. Yeah. So, you know, he has a lot of mental health issues, and sometimes we do need to tackle that, mm-hmm. I feel like. So what, what is the root of it? What can we do to kind of like change it because I hear us talking about you know gun laws and United States of America is the only place where you can just walk in and get a gun and have an ID like in China and different places you have to go through a mental evaluation there's plenty of steps to like get your gun license and everything so I'm just wondering what can we do as a community to like reassure these boys like hey like or even women because a lot of women out here we're getting shot and killed too and at a at a rapid rate like it's it's scary and i i carry i carry because like i'm a hunter and everything like i said i'm from the country 
So it's like my, my dad taught us quickly like how to protect ourselves and everything. I'm registered for my gun. I don't play around with it and everything, but it's just for safety issues. But what can we do get to the root of everything? Because it just seems like it's a lot of black on black. And we already have things to worry about. We have to like send our kids to school with clear backpacks to avoid guns and things like that. Well, so there's, what, no, there's no such thing as black on black. It's just vicinity on vicinity killing. It's yeah. Because whoever you're around, you kill. It's That's black. It is, yeah. 87% white people kill white people too. Exactly. So it's just people just. Yeah. I, th I think the biggest thing to, the biggest thing to do is actually talk. Talk amongst ourselves. Talk to the kids. Be there to listen to the kids and, and, and listen to them. You know what I mean? So the talk starts with us, the way that we're talking. I didn't know that about you. I, and I met you mad times. I met you at the thing for Kiba. I met you mad times, and I never knew that about you. Just talking. It, it's so much that I learned about your brother today. It's just talking. You know what I mean? We're, we're all learning about each other. We all here for one another. We all suggesting things to one another. So I think talking is, is, is like the biggest thing that we don't always do and we haven't always done. So I think talk. You know, a lot of people don't talk. A lot of people look. Yeah. Let's tap on that real quick. Talking, because a lot of people look down on talking. If you don't have an open communication, you're gonna hold it in. And if you hold it in, you're gonna do two things. You're gonna hold it in and implode and be depressed, or explode and fuck around and kill some shit. Yeah. So, so, like, thank you for your question. Um, number one, I don't know if there's any right answer. Yeah. Um, two, like, and I think I, I was at a. a, a an event yesterday, and I think this kind of resonates to your, your answer. Um, you know, how do you do it? Number one, we got to own the problem, exactly. right? Um, we can't act like it didn't happen. We got to own the problem. Number two, we got to organize for change, yeah. right? So what what happens a lot is that we have the Anton Rose situation. We'll have the Geronis Zebra Grayson situation. People mad, ah, we meet in that Freedom Corner and nothing else happens. So we actually have to organize. Three, we have to outthink our opponents, right? And when I say that, when, you know, like, we have to outthink how they are telling the story about us in our neighborhood. We have to outthink how we think about gun reform, right? Um, you know, there's uh, people say, what if all black people registered to get a gun, would they change gun reform? That's a quote out there, right? Um, so we have to outthink our opponents. Um, we have to figure out who's actually with us and who's not. Right, and agencies that we actually can make. Um, we have to make a foundation to work for the next generation, right? So I think the center does that. Like, how do we actually build to your point of talking, making a foundation where actually people think about their effects? Um, we have to be clear, clear with the needs that we actually need, right? A lot of these times, like, it ain't really, the gun violence is the end result, but it's actually not the root of the issue. Right, and so, like Ashley got the, you know, got the center that cares. Ashley's out here doing this, the after-school programs. Like we have to That's actually understand the clarity of the needs. If it's like lack of like homes, if it's lack of opportunity, like we have to be clear on what the actual needs are. And last but not least, and which is the hardest to me out of all of them, we have to have a commitment. Mm -hmm. We can't just talk about it. We can't just be mad when our kid gets shot or somebody around us gets shot, or this happened, or there's a school shooting. Like, we got to be committed to this. And those are my things. And if you know the shooters, too, man, you got to say, like, yeah, this shit's not cool. Yeah. Again, it's a commitment. And I think, to, to piggyback, it's 
especially off of like kind of what Ido said just about talking and G all very very valid points. I don't know. I, me personally, I truly honestly, and maybe it's just me me being an optimist, but I I feel like I see it. Like I I see. I see a gradual shift. I feel like there's a lot of people right now who are so invested, like in their community, mm-hmm. in their space. We're talking about we talk about generational gaps and generational losses of people who are not there. I I don't like. I can truly say that like none of my friends are bad dads. None of my friends are bad dads. They're super involved. So now I just and this this is why I feel like this gap is being bridged. Where now we're really like this is this generation. I feel like is a generation that is like sparking change. Like mm-hmm. there's mad there's mad dudes in here who are married and committed to their families. They're committed to being dads and they're committed to like this change. And it was just like I have older cousins who can't say the same thing that I can, and I'm just the generation back so now why why i do say like i see this shift is just like because there's positive like imagery right now mm-hmm. you know where we're just like we're we're not like that we're not like the crack era we're not that you know we're these people went to school these people mm-hmm. like got jobs these people were like making stuff happen and like the people who were fortunate enough to come up in these you know like two-parent homes or even people who came up in a single household, you know what you don't want. So, and it's just like, and I feel like this, this generation is like this generation who is like creating like the cultural shift. There's young people involved in like politics who are like out here like, I'm gonna show you why you need to vote. Like, I'm gonna show you why this is important. And I feel like people are taking advantage of, we have social media. We have, people have outlets and people are able to talk more. So then it was just like, it could just be me, like I said, being like an optimist, but I do feel like it's gonna be a slow change and it's gonna be a hard change. But to piggyback off that last thing, it's just like, I feel like this generation is committed to that change. And all you gotta do is just stay committed, you know? Yeah, you definitely gotta be committed. And it's more so committed to being right than anything because not to damper everybody I know that kills somebody had their dad there uh, it's, so it's about right or wrong and I want to know how could we change the view to the next generation of what should we do because we are yeah. like we are the people right now that yeah definitely I, I, definitely be the really ch- be the change you want to see yeah. how can we really show it like because I know you you personally. I want to commend you because you rap, but at the end of the rap, end of the day, you don't rap about the dumb shit. I would call you more so contemporary adult music because you rap about the shit I want to listen to. You don't bundle bricks and all that shit. You rap no. about reality. You rap about if you do this, this is going to happen, and it's shit. And I love that about you. That's why Thank I've you. always been your fan since the first time I heard your rap. Thank you, bro. But what do you think we could do extra? Not even extra. What do you think we could do to 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 help the next generation to think that it's cool to be cool? 
I mean, they just don't think it's cool to be cool. It's like you. We're lambs to people. But we're cool as hell. But you have to be the change you want to see, mm-hmm. and you gotta lead by example. That's the heaviest thing that I do. That's the heaviest thing that I know. Because if we sit and waiting on other people to do stuff, it's like, uh, we be waiting when we waiting. So we got to do it ourselves. So we got to show people, you know what I mean? It's okay to not necessarily turn the other cheek, but everything doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to overreact like this. Like, you could be calm and think about stuff, man, and I'll just show you how to do that. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And you could love your brother. You could love your sister. I'll show you because I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard, but I think that's uh, something that we could do. That's definitely something we could do. I think uh, everyone, I agree with what everyone's saying. We all making great points. I just want to add, we all have a platform. So use your platform and your influence for the greater good. Otherwise, what are you what are you doing? People's out here dying, and we're losing generations at a rapid rate so just think about that you have a platform use it use your influence for the greater good that's something that i've always done and something that i'll continue to do and the more people see you got to know who you're talking to i see a lot of activists on facebook and they're they're saying things but who are you talking to and who's listening do you because i'm sure that the people out here doing it is not listening to what you're saying. So it has to be appealing to yeah. your audience, to the person that you're speaking to. And that's where STK is forming. And I want to get everyone involved. So I'll shout it out, shout it out, shout it out. My question to y'all too, another question. How do y'all feel about how they're trying to have the, the PPS officers carry guns and shit? Like that? Yeah. So how do y'all feel about that? I think that... So, like, again, shout out to um, to special, you know, the programs, you, get, you know, got One Nation, you got the foundation. Got like, One Nation. Like, you know, like, the stories I hear, and this is outside, first of all, I, I think we got to stop hearing stories and actually be involved. Yeah, I hate hearing stories. I hate hearing said, stories. I mean, like, he said, said, and she said. Ain't facts. So, like, that that's the... To, to have officers, a school security guards ca- carry weapons is is the worst thing. I mean, there's fights after fights. If if a kid gets to one of those weapons, who knows what will happen? Um, like, have there been guns in, in Shinley, in the, the real Shinley, in the bushes, real the Shinley. real Shinley? High five. Yeah. Yeah. High tech, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was uh, all right, I wasn't I was either. Oh, I was, I was international. I was IS, bro. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, hey, my sister was in the IB program. I just copied off of her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't even get it in college. I said, "Where you going?" She said, "I'm going with some. I'm going there too." Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's really dumb. I mean, like, again, like, that this no. First of all, we have to stop this notion that carrying a gun actually makes you safe. Never. Like, most, most states have open carry it laws. Do, like, yeah, yeah it does safe. not make you, like, just because you, like, got a gun. Does, like, we all play GoldenEye and 007. Everybody had a gun. But if you didn't know what to do, if you know how to hide, you get smoked, bro. Like, it's, it's reality. I think we had a culture, like, it's just, like, so to your point of PPS, no. 
We need to actually stop, like, it's it's a gift and a curse. Like, the metal detector is, like, if you think about our school system. No one gets shot in black school. But but think about it. Like, that is true. But if you think school. about how we're setting up our kids for a school system, we're actually setting them up to prepare for jail, right? We are. So we, 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 we put them through metal detectors. We pat them down. Like, we want we want our kids to have everything in school but a book. What's that Parkland shooting? I love Big John, but do you, can you imagine Big John with a gun? Anybody know Big John from Shingley? Yes. Can you imagine Big John with a gun? And we Branch? got security Shingley guards Branch putting hands on students. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, Branch it's not happening. Hey, Flat, you Yo. feel me? Like, let's be real. Like, if that's not happening. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. What I think. What I genuinely think, and this is bigger than just, you know, the shootings that go on in inner city. I feel like once you arm Pittsburgh Public School security with a firearm, the first thing that's going to happen is a white security guard is going to kill a black kid. Because he said nefs. Nefs. That's what I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said say nefs. Yeah. No, that's that's what I feel. I feel no good could come out of that for our people. Once the white people had a law on their side... They got a gun, man. They scared to death, man. They please, man. They scared to death. I mean, of that Hills I seen a ten-year-old out there for touching kids. I seen a ten-year-old on Facebook get harassed for passing out so. CDs in the mall today. Yes, and he was Imagine on Ellen show. It was getting praised on Ellen show. Getting Word. praised by Will Smith. I was adding was Diddy. I added Diddy and I added Ti, and I'm yeah, like, yo, man, buy his CDs. Before. He was on the Word. Ellen show before. He showed it was he a was little ten-year-old. And he got harassed so by the police. To, they told him not to sell CDs. Literally grabbed him up, wound him getting into something with his aunt. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like yeah, I was sick. I, I was sick. It's just normal. I just feel like it's normal what no, they do to us. There is absolutely no reason, you know, for anybody in school to have a gun. Like you said, all you're doing is promoting, like, a culture that, like, we're trying to get that stun gun. You ain't are they are, are they saying gun. that they need guns in case of a mass shooting? So, so because I'm more Parkland, they had the mass. Shooting so what's what's happening now? And this is don't come in. This is real. Um, I think it's October 22nd. If, if I'm not mistaken, next Monday there will be a vote um, by the school board to either allow or don't allow um, guns um, for the the school system. Um, I, again, I believe that we should invest in more like. Like like programs, counselors, and not cops. I believe the the way we're actually keep the cops out of like, school. Well, the way we actually are, I think we re- actually need to redefine what our school system and how we think about learning. The military, aristic kind of everybody getting in the line, everybody line up this way, everybody do that is 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 um allocated. You you automatically yell at this kid to get in line. Motherfucker, you never showed me how to get in the proper line. How the hell are you going to yell at me to get in the proper well, line? You never showed me how to get they, into They it. claim that school is actually meant to, like, prepare people actually for military. Schools prepared like, the whole to get thing. the people ready for work. To work for eight well, hours. Well, war, actually. No, to work for eight hours. Hold up, though. I, I, I see what he's saying. It the, is for war. But it was for war. I mean, if you look at the history of how people lined up in order, there's a there's a... Your teachers, the hierarchy, like it's all—it's—it's it's actually meant for war. I mean, I think we got to redefine our system of like what it actually means to teach. Mm-hmm. And I think the, in the beginning of that, it's actually exposure, which I think the 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 Grayson Center does a great job at. 
I mean, yeah, they took a center. like they took a group of kids to um, Ireland and different. So like I, Ghana, I believe like really when like bro. When you see different things, it actually exposes you to different things. And I, I might, I might, I make a funny joke, right? When I, I first went to the strip good. club, right, and I saw a girl at the strip club, you know, do whatever, she right? Do? She didn't do what the. <laughs> but when I was exposed to a stripper actually taking a two two eleven can and taking it out and smoke, uh, yeah. rabbit, that was a different exposure. <laughs> you feel me? Like so, our exposure has to be different, and it opens our eyes to different things. I'm done. Now, and I, and I think, <laughs> Shout out to the hill niggas in the back. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so now, like you said, like with exposure, and I think, like you said, like different exposure. The center's doing hey. a great job at that. People kind of like at a Don't ground level do a good now. job at that, and getting people like out of their comfort zone. Like we we got a, we got a lot of people in here who had. There's a lot of people in here who went to college, and there's a there's a good handful of people who had, you know, the experience of going to a black college, and like just it's little stuff like that where. We're talking about exposure to like you get to a place where you get to these schools and it was just like everybody looks like me. So now that that turns your psyche into somewhere else. It fucks your mind up going to a PWI. But in the fucks same your up, for in real. the same breath, it was just like we're all here for a higher purpose. We're all here to kind of get further than where we were, you know. And it was mm-hmm. just like you know people who look like you who are grinding the way you are into in this room to keep these circles tight where, you know, like if I see you working, there's no way I'm going to be able to sit back and just lax, you know? Yes, and it was just like, right. if you getting it, I got to go get it. And it's just cause like now, like we have this competitive, like a healthy competition where we're just like, look at my friends out here getting to it. Like, I don't want to be the friend that's left behind. And it was just like, just last weekend or just last week, KK was just like, there's no reason why we get together every week. You could throw ten dollars down a week. Just throw ten dollars in. That's it. That's all. Run forty dollars a month, and it was just like, if it's ten of us in here, what we could we do can with do this ten dollars? It just be like, but then it's just like, and now we're just like, we tell ten more friends this, and Harry said it. It was just like, we like, like, yo, look at this pot of revenue that we just created and something is happening and it was just like and that's why I'm saying I feel that's like how you spark change. now you get like these these free thinkers and this Bro, is this is what's here I, I feel like foreigners do that type of thing exactly. no, no, no. foreigners don't think foreigners do that <laughs> I, they get somewhere and they take over the thing they say oh we're gonna send I, more I feel people. like every Brown, week, every paycheck or percentage rally I mean Durham to the country we want these people Mexican people had a fucking a, a, a effing uh, buffet a grocery store, everything. As long as you can get yeah. together and click up and be common to your thing, you can do whatever you want to. But if you're divided, you can't do shit. Yeah. Right. I yeah. believe we used to. We definitely had a disconnect. Because yeah, my grandparents, they did that. Yeah. They, it's definitely a disconnect. We did that before the foreigners came. Us as African Americans used to do that, mm-hmm. and those are some we of the heard things. Original foreigners. 
And I, and I feel like exactly. so we were that was one of that was one of the things that we took. We took on the welfare system, and the welfare system was designed to get the man the out of the house. Yes, because if and your man's in the house, you can't be on yes, welfare. Yes, we came from homes that had two parents. If you're on welfare, you cannot have the man in the house. And so they used to come around and do checks to, get the to make sure that that man was. So we demasculated our own man. And like to to piggyback thank off you, that, you, like what you, I was saying thank earlier, you. is now that like that, and I, like I said, I feel like this this generation is thank bucking you, that Harry. system to be like to because we, we we need people like you to to tell the story to be like hey like y'all are not crazy for thinking like this like all you're doing is like getting back to who we were and what we were doing so then it was just like you need. You like you need people to be able. If to people plug bug that, about that all together, like how the know? Mexicans and everybody's come together, we are the original people that came together like this. Yeah, yeah we and need to get back to it's it. It's not right. crazy to think that we can we get, need back, to get to back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's bougie. <laughs> Truth. Thank you. Cliff. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Unity is like corny now. It's like, oh, y'all singing I, kumbaya. I Community is bougie. I don't think we uh, got. I don't got. I just I just wanted to say that to all the points you're making, one thing that we really didn't address is accountability. Yes. I think there's a lot of uh, things that used to be done and then other people got into positions of control and power and maybe switched it up to their benefit. And so now we've lost the things that work. <laughs> yes, yes. And I just, I think now in, in spaces that I'm in, I see people who are doing work and in spaces that they shouldn't be in. And the longer we allow that to happen, and the longer we don't talk about it, we don't communicate, we whisper, we tiptoe around it, it's up. going to keep happening. Versus literally like, go in and drop a bomb. You know, whistleblow, whatever you got to do to call people say, how out. Could you, how could you call us? How, how you, how's the best way to call people out? Say whistleblow. it. Yeah, yeah, just say it. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that it helps anyone be by being quiet and trying to not hurt someone's feelings. Sometimes you got to just. Hurt people's feelings. Shout out to her, too. I'm trying to get her pregnant. I love her. <laughs> That. How many of them? They're married. They are married. How many of them have you had? They are married. I'll be a pile of mush somewhere on the side of the curb. Yo, I gotta. I oh, do you do you want to say? Because I want to ask something. I want to ask something. Do you think segregation? I mean, like not segregation, but um, been been integration. The integration. I think if we would have stayed, we'd have been. Oh, That's, what people. People. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. That's what I feel too. And I think. Do you think? So, to that point, I think we we. Rev, I want to say my grandma was saying they come from South Carolina. There's 13, and only 13 of uh, 13 women, uh, one boy, 14 of them. And they all own the house, own all the farm. They, 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 they did everything. Th I think the problem was we, we, like the. Yes. 
So I, I think Durant that the worry actually was looking for in that time was integration. Yeah. And they uh-huh. used desegregation to actually divide us. Mm. Right. And the so like, like it, to, to the, to the De- point, like I, I see Chinatown, I see Italy, little Italy, I see little Africa, but like the black community, like from, from my understanding and like was actually better when we was. We was separated, and I think, yeah, like, well, we, we tried to, we I mean, yes. if you think about the, even the education system, like, when, when we when we segregated, like, we lost our black teachers, right? And if you think about what actually was paid the most back in that day was teachers and preachers, right? So when we, de- when we segregated or desegregated, yeah. we, we lost, they wasn't hiring black teachers. They still not hiring black teachers. You know what I'm saying? Because they they try to act like they was. So like, we like, like we need to get back to some. I think, I think we are the only people who apologize for trying to be better for ourselves, and we should not. Like, you don't hear, you don't hear the the Asian community apologizing. You don't hear the the Italians apologizing. We're the only community that say, "Oh, I am sorry for being black. I am sorry." For I'm so being, sorry for being pro they me. Wear that, yes. They wear that on their sleeve. Yeah. No, that's an Italian. I got an Italian. Yes. I an Italian, yes. I go an Italian and I go back and I eat Italian. No, we'd be like, yo. And, I, I, and how that goes back to gun violence is that I think as a community, we don't understand that we're a community. Like, so when you when you shot his brother, you actually shot my brother. Right? And when, I, when they shot my brother, you actually shot his brother. Right, like because they all like affect each other. Like they all connected. They all Come connected. Like it's crazy how, but oh, that was my cousin. Like nigga, did you know you just shot your cousin? Like we don't even you know, you know our family history of know, like, yeah. like we're so like like why? And it's, uh, I'm sorry. Do you want to say no, something? Happening. Like family members killing each other or people that grew up together. It happens all the time. And I think it's even crazier because. With all of us, I don't know what happened to the, the person that shot your sister, but the dude that shot my brother, he got 25, 30 years in jail. I, I think he got maybe eight. 15. My mom knows 15. And and eight with if good parole, right? So literally, that was 2010. This nigga could be out here right now, like literally. Yeah. But I, I've been to court this year twice for him. Deep. So a person is not even, they have that much Dang. power and control. Impact. A is, that's the real word, power. Power, that's power. I, I really didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Taking a life can appeal and they'll, they'll fly from across the country and bring them back here. Just to appeal it. So where is he at? Did you, did you ever do any work with POMC? Did you ever do anything with POMC? No. Did any? Did you? Parents of murdered children? I know my mom. I know my mom deals with them. So, so, no, hey, who, who's oh, the nigga okay. that the dog? Hey, bulldog. Stop by saying my Stop by saying. Wow. <laughs> That's baby Claudie. Wow. Why we do? 
babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. While we while we got a quick break, what I want to do is, like I said, I don't know how much time we have here at the Grayson Center. We have all the time. But what I would like to do, we're gonna we're actually just gonna wrap the broadcast. Um, if we can continue this conversation, I would love to do that. But I would just like to take a minute just to, for editing purposes, sorry. <laughs> I want to officially thank you, thank y'all, thank Tiffany, thank everybody. Uh, thank Lance, thank Glenn, thank everyone that's here. And thank you, hey, yeah. we love Jerome, <laughs> we love Lil J. Yeah, like, like everyone to the Grayson Center. Thank you for hosting us to this family. Thank you so much. Again, these are conversations that definitely uh, need to be had. This is how you do it. Don't keep these conversations in this room. We we appreciate it. Uh, thank you. It's straight to the league. It's been episode sixty eight. We appreciate y'all. We wrapping this thing up. <laughs> we love y'all. Dogs out just like me. That's my and we dog. out. <laughs> but, Keep this shit still going, dog. We love this shit. We'll keep it going. I would say.